Trump sets tariffs on Mexico, blood tests to detect cancer, and seven dead and 21 missing in a Danube boat crash. These stories and more on today's episode of Topical Thunder. On Thursday, President Donald Trump said he would impose a 5% tariff on all goods from Mexico until its leaders took steps to curb illegal immigration to the United States, according to Politico.com. Here is what the president had to say on the matter. On June 10th, the United States will impose a 5% tariff on all goods coming into our country from Mexico until such time as illegal immigrants coming through Mexico and into our country stop. The tariff will gradually increase until the illegal immigration problem is remedied, at which time the tariffs will be removed. Details from the White House to follow. Shortly after this comment, the White House presented further information of this tariff's increases. It will increase to 10% on July 1st, 15% on August the 1st, 20% on September 1st, and 25% on October 1st. Mick Mulvaney, the acting White House chief of staff, said that illegal immigration comes at a cost. American taxpayers are paying for what's going on at the border. This is already impacting the economy negatively. This tactic imposed by the president is not new to his campaign. Approximately a month ago, he stated that a deal with Mexico regarding auto exports would fall through if the country failed to stop Central American migrants from illegally crossing the border. According to TheConversation.com, the Victorian state government in Australia was recently reported to be investigating whether it could make it easier for bullying victims to sue schools. This was prompted by the case of a 13-year-old boy who had to undergo surgery after being bullied at a private school in 2016. Reports of bullying are increasing with every passing day. Whether it's becoming a bigger issue due to societal changes or because more people are speaking out concerning their experiences, bullying reports are surfacing more and more each day. According to the Law Handbook, Victoria's most trusted practical guide to the law since 1977, schools have a legal obligation to address bullying behavior of pupils and, importantly, to provide support for both the victim and the perpetrator. Bullying may or may not be physical. Physical bullying may amount to assault or battery, which are both civil wrongs as well as crimes in Australia. Continuing with the handbook's description, bullying is described in the literature as a repeated attack, physical, psychological, social, or verbal in nature by those in position of power with the intention of causing distress for their own gain or gratification. Author at TheConversation.com, Sally Varnum, proposes that outside school physical bullying behavior such as pushing and punching would be assault and dealt with in the criminal justice system. Since this is the case, there is no reason any of these laws would not apply within schools requiring the schools to handle it in the same fashion. Although bullying through digital media or at a sporting event is hard to prove, there have been three cases in particular in which schools were negligent in confronting known bullying and were therefore held liable. The school owes a legal duty of care to its students directly and through its staff. The Associated Press reports that a California company says its experimental blood test was able to detect many types of cancer at an early stage and gave very few false alarms in a study that included people with and without the disease. Grail Incorporated, the company that administered the test, will report them on Saturday at the American Society of Clinical Oncology meeting in Chicago. These liquid biopsy tests capture bits of DNA that cancer cells shed into blood. The following are some of the findings from the tests. Regarding 2,300 people tested, 60% with cancer and 40% without it, the test detected 55% of known cancers and gave false alarms for 1%. The detection rate was better, 76%, for a dozen cancers that collectively account for nearly two-thirds of cancer deaths in the U.S. The test also found only about a third of cancers at the very earliest stage, but as many as 84% that had started to spread, but not widely. It also suggested where the cancer may be in 94% of cases and was right about that 90% of the time. Dr. Lynn Lechenfield, Interim Chief Medical Officer of the American Cancer Society, says, 
I have little doubt that in the next several years, we're going to have what is probably a true early detection test. At 11:18 last night, a champion was crowned at the 2019 Scripps National Spelling Bee Championship. Well, actually, eight champions were crowned. A spelling bee ending in a tie is not unexpected. In fact, it happened for three straight years from 2014 to 2016. The rules for this year's spelling bee challenge anticipated a three-way tie at most, so the committee felt that it had a contingency plan well-established. Think again. A further contingency plan was established off the cuff when officials took notice that it took five and a half hours to narrow the field from 50 to 16 contestants. The Spelling Bee's executive director, Paige Kimball, says, We are closely connected to the difficulty level at the program, so we are quite aware of the rising level of competition. This does not actually surprise us at all. We didn't go into the competition tonight not knowing that this was a possibility and not having a plan. However, there were others in the crowd, including past participants, that felt that the words were just too easy. Nonetheless, the eight champions were undoubtedly deserving of the trophy and $50,000 cash prize. One of the winners, Aaron Howard, had this to say after it was all said and done. I never expected for this to happen. I was convinced that the bell was going to ring on me at some point today, but for some reason, it did not. This is the culmination of the past six years of my life, so frankly, I just can't believe that I'm here right now. More shocking than an eight-way tie is the fact that a 14-year-old can speak so eloquently. According to Business Insider, the rise of fintech, made up largely by startups that use proprietary technology to streamline banking services, thereby decreasing costs and increasing access, has brought with it the disruption of almost every sector of the financial industry. However, one sector that has been ignored is that of credit cards. Well, the startup named Pedal is deciding to change that. Founded in 2016, the company partnered with FDIC-insured WebBank to launch its credit card, Pedal Card, to the general public last October. Pedal has already received banking from a number of investors, including PayPal founder Peter Thiel's venture capital fund, Valor Ventures. Here's an excerpt from Pedal's website. Pedal is a credit card company started by people who were sick of credit card companies, a company that aims to help people succeed financially while they build their credit history. We've brought our experience from the biggest financial institutions and the most innovative startups to create a credit card that we'd like to use ourselves, one with cash back and no fees that's available to more people, including those who've never had access to credit before. We are Pedal, and we use data and common sense to give you a better credit experience. NBC News reports that Hungarian police detained the captain of a cruise ship that collided with and sank a sightseeing boat packed with South Korean tourists as rescue crews geared up to raise the vessel from the bottom of the Danube River and the heart of Budapest while scouring the waters for 21 people still missing. The article continues, seven people are confirmed dead and seven have been rescued, all of them South Koreans. Hungarian state TV reported that all those rescued have been released from the hospital except one who is being treated for broken ribs. The 64-year-old captain is suspected of endangering water transport, leading to a deadly mass accident. A video released by Hungarian police showed the sightseeing boat, identified as the Hablani, traveling closely side-by-side and in the same direction as a German-built Viking cruise ship as they approached the bridge Wednesday night. The Hablani then appeared to steer slightly to its left into the path of the 135-meter-long cruise ship, which continued to sail on at the same speed. The two collided, and the sightseeing boat was then seen tipping on its side between the bridge's two supports. It is unclear what caused the smaller sightseeing ship to suddenly veer into the path of the cruise ship. As of 12 p.m. noon, U.S. Eastern Time, seven are dead, seven are known to have survived, and 21 are still missing. According to CNN, heavy rains in the Midwest are causing levees to breach along the Mississippi and Arkansas rivers, which may eventually put thousands of homes in danger. 
The Dardaniel Levy along the Arkansas River breached early Friday near the community of Hollabend, sending water gushing into farmland that already had been saturated by leaks in the levee a day earlier. According to the Arkansas Department of Emergency Management, the biggest concern is in the unprecedented pressure the flooding has put on the levees. They have never held back this much water for this long. Arkansas isn't the only state severely affected, though. Ten states across the Mississippi River are indicating major flooding. In fact, a levee failure on the Mississippi River has caused a mandatory evacuation of residents in West Quincy, Missouri, according to the Marion County Sheriff's Office. TheGuardian.com reports that BBM, or BlackBerry Manager, the encrypted messaging service that introduced many to the joys of mobile chat, is finally shutting down on Friday. The Indonesian company that owns the service announced its plans in April, giving users a month to migrate. The company responsible for the service's development said, We are proud of what we have built to date. The technology industry, however, is very fluid, and in spite of our substantial efforts, users have moved on to other platforms, while new users proved difficult to sign on. The BlackBerry phones held a corner of the market regarding messaging for a while since it focused on a physical keyboard and low-cost devices. However, about five years after the launch of the iPhone, the BlackBerry Messenger caved in and put its service on iOS and Android devices. BBM came under heavy scrutiny due to its ability to always be able to decrypt messages if necessary. Contrast this with iMessage and WhatsApp, which have end-to-end message encryption, and BBM's demise was the writing on the wall. Even though the consumer version of BBM is no longer functionable, the company's business application, BBM Enterprise, is still alive and well. For more information on top stories, visit TropicalThunder.com, a wicked groovy news site that breaks the shocking, the amazing, the awesome, and the fun into bite-sized news nuggets for all the other rabid news lovers in the world. This has been Topical Thunder. 